0: welcome to another week of the fiber coven podcast we're so excited to be talking with each other and talking with you about some yarny stuff and some witchy stuff i'm lauren
1: from valkyrie fibers and i'm emily from kitty with a cupcake tell us the news emily Uh, I will be at Sacred Sheep in Portland, Oregon on November 4th. Uh, This is my first time doing a show in Portland, Oregon, so come on out. I will be in the Junk Yarn booth. Uh, We have collaborated on Assorted Colors. I have a brand new Cosmic Sheep pin that is really cute that is debuting at the show. There are Friendship Bracelet-making kits happening I got a special new plastic gumball machine that can travel with me. So I will have the crystal ball gumball machine available as well. It's going to be a super fun time. And the show is sold out for pre-sold tickets. But the official word from the show organizers is that... They think more people will be able to come. But if you're planning on coming day of with no ticket, maybe come more in the afternoon once the early birds have pieced out and left. uh, So maybe show up at like one or two.
0: Cool. That's Mm -hmm. great. Great info. Yep. And then we'll be in Cincinnati.
1: We will be at Crafty Supermarket at the Music Hall Ballroom in Cincinnati. Uh, Lauren will be in the booth with me. We will have fiber coven stickers uh, and it will be super fun.
0: Right. That's so exciting. Well, we can jump into stuff. I finished a little thing. I finished spinning my first skein of the Umbara roll from our friend Marina of Rapunzel Fiber Arts. Wow. It's really pretty. I did a two ply fingering weight and it is like a purple and blue base with some uh neon pinkish red like it's hard to tell whether it's pink or red little bits and I love it and it makes me think of all my favorite war crimes in the Clone Wars. It's so pretty it's really pretty i think i'm gonna make the sleeve vibes by sachiko bergen and maybe a little cropped vest i saw that jesse made has one because i got 12 ounces nice So i think that'll be enough for two smaller projects for hobbit me cute yeah what you been working on friend
1: i have just been working on my stephen west geo gradient mcal mm-hmm. that is pretty much all i knit on while i was in north carolina this past week uh kemper and i when i arrived to their house we were on the exact same row of the shawl and like we did like decide to do this project together like uh, it'll be fun to make this but we didn't cast on at the same time and we didn't coordinate that so it was just like spooky spooky knitting mind meld moment Love Um, it. (gasps) this is how it looks it's a square and this is clue clue one Uh, So I'm totally Mm -hmm. done with clue one um, and I'm going to start clue two tonight. Uh, And I love it. It was, this is all like just vanilla square um, knitting. Um, It is knit in the round. So you do have to purl every other round to make the uh, garter stitch. But I had a really great time working on this. It has been super fun. Uh, I looked at clue two and it looks like, Half of the stitches are going on a holder, and that you're just going to work with half. Uh, and today, Glue Three came out, and I took a little look at it, and it looks like it's some sort of fun zigzag slip stitch situation. So I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. It's gorgeous. But yes, uh-huh. and reminder on my colors I have the Ally Color by Ken Yarn. Uh, A skein of birthday cake by Hedgehog Fibers. I forgot what this purple is called, but this electric purple is from Three Irish Girls Yarn and the dark purple is from Lobby Enemy. Oh, I guess I have my labels in here. The purple from Three Irish Girls is called Day Glow, appropriately. Nice. So yeah, that's my little little purple square project.
0: I've been seeing some really cool modifications online. I, I saw you sent me that one on
1: Instagram and I really liked that one.
0: Yeah, yeah. I saw that Soraya Hussain, who designed my temperature blanket that I'm working on, she added beads to the square version. And I saw someone else, the one I just sent you, um, realigned the colors and the layout of the original Clue one. So it looked more like an hourglass sort of a shape. See, I think Which that this fun. isn't
1: the original Clue one. This is a totally, no, this is a totally new a, thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they were like half yeah, triangles. so definitely like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm,
0: yeah, it's different layout that's still kind of honored like the angular crisscross idea of the original clue one, but uh, in a uh, lining up the colors and proportioning it in a way that made it look hourglass ish.
1: Yeah, I saw some really cool different mods. So if you think that the version that I am making with just the squares is boring, there's like a ton of really cool mods that people are doing. I decided to just do this because um I knew that Stephen West knew what the rest of the shawl looked like whereas the people who were modding originally didn't know what the rest of the shawl was going to look like and I kind of liked just having a plain vanilla knit and not having to like read someone's modded pattern instructions so
0: yeah and Mm -hmm. also too I can see if you were working with solid yarns it would look a little more boring (laughs) <laughs> um but your yarns are exciting and it's very visually appealing with like the the other mod that i was talking about Soraya hussain's mod she she tends to do more like earthy colors but she she perked it up with crystals and it was so pretty yeah that was pretty mhm nice um i guess since i'm talking about <laughs> this particular designer i'll show the project that i'm working on of theirs that is you know my I got a temperature blanket that I've been working on all year. It's been Mm -hmm. getting cooler. Um, There's my little stitch marker from last week. Yeah, it's been nice and cool. Enjoying October's pattern. It's pretty easy to memorize. Mosaic crochet. It's fun. It's fun to see. So you can really see, like, the difference between, like, the last couple months where it's been getting cooler versus, like, before when it was warmer. Mm -hmm. You can really see the color difference. I love it. Yeah. And then I've been working on my two sock projects for Soctober. I've been doing a vanilla one in my colorway, The Senator. and I I like those a lot. Yeah, I'm most of the way done with that. I'm going to do a little afterthought heel for a knit group friend. Just a little vanilla socks. And then my new new and improved design, soft design, for Mr. Valkyrie, I have a completed sock. I've started so on So speckly the next and one. nice. So speckly and nice. This is the particle accelerator colorway by Nano Stitch Lab. And I did a boxed toe, which I learned from the serendipitous journey socks designed by Fatima of dis- uh, Disturbing the Fleece. I have a little ribbed panel across the foot and the top and the front of the leg. And I went with a flegal heel, which if you're doing a toe-up sock, I think is the best fit for a toe-up sock. Very, Mm -hmm. very akin to the flap and gusset. And um, Mr. Valkyrie and I both have narrow heels, and we really like the fit of this one. Nice. Yeah, and the only, and I wrote a little blog post about it on our Patreon. That was so nice of you. (laughs) Yeah. So if you want more details about that where I get a little more granular about my sock stuff, you can check that out. Next. Sweet.
1: I've been working on anything. Realize I said I didn't have anything finished, but I did I do have the art that Kemper and I made in front of me that I can show you. Ooh.
0: Yeah, if you're just listening to us on audio, you can access video versions on our Patreon.
1: And I also posted these arts on my Instagram and Kemper's Instagram. Uh, So this was a fun little idea that we had to make some collaborative art. Uh, Kemper has been painting some like fun, different colored backgrounds uh, lately so I was like well what if you paint fun backgrounds and then I do stupid doodles on them and that's exactly what we did so we Love made it. this has like Ooh. a sparkle background yeah it's kind
0: of moody and sparkly and then you did a little rainbow little potion
1: bottle on it mm-hmm.
0: almost like sand slaring or landscapy inside the bottle
1: yeah this Ooh. is one of my favorites um, this one is pink with some more sparkles and little vinies And I did some little ghosts that are sending each other cute little paper airplanes. It is terribly cute. Uh, this is just fun citrus colors with a purple bat on top of it. He got little fangs. He's got little fangs. Little purple background with some fun jack-o'-lanterns. Yay! Some cats with some fun little geometric things happening. The one on the bottom is really good. Very, very cat-like. Thank you. I love it. And we did this kind of Madame Leota from Haunted mm-hmm. Mansion situation. hmm With purple and teal stuff. And then this is like a neon orange and pink background. And I did a little moon and some clouds. Mm-hmm. And then this one is like stripes of green and purple. And I did little teeny tiny space doodles. And is that a little Death Star I see? There's a tiny Death Star. There's a tiny Enterprise. There's there's a sort of things. There's also really itty bitty little TIE fighters by the Death Star. Oh my goodness, there are little bitty ties. I love it. Yes. Aliens, very cute. And this was my least favorite, but then everyone in the house who uh, was there with me, this was their favorite. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. I felt like I kind of ruined what Kemper did on this one and like made it worse. And it also took a really long time to draw all the tiny doodles, so I was fed up with it. But everyone else liked it. So yeah, mm-hmm. those are the little arts we made. I
0: think they're all really great
1: so we were we're bringing them to sacred sheep and we'll have them for sale if you would like random silly little arts in your home
0: that's so wonderful yeah cool on to Mm. acquisitions yeah i acquired some loop earplugs oh how do you like them i took them on their maiden voyage last night out to dinner with the family and i think they were pretty successful I got the new switch ones, which allow you to toggle between modes. You can kind of see on the side, there's different options um, for just a couple decibels of noise reduction up to lots of noise reduction. And they come with different tips. And I think my ear holes are different size. So I have different sized ones on different ears. And uh, I think they worked great for me on preventing me from getting too auditory overstimulated and situations that might cause me a little bit of anxiety. I'm excited to keep testing them out. The little carrying case is petite and mm-hmm. has a little it's fantastic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They look they look like they're larger than mine that don't have the switch. So I'm curious do you find them to be very heavy in your ears because of the extra parts of the circle?
0: Um yeah, so they are a little bigger. I don't find them to be too heavy or anything, but I don't have anything to really compare it to. Nice. But they sit inside, it's like the same diameter. So they still sit within inside your ear just fine. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. And uh pretty much everybody I was out with um my husband's side of the family and pretty much everybody in that side of the family's uh Neurospicy as well. So I have a feeling that these might uh, be given as gifts to uh, to
1: them for the next gift giving occasion. Nice. Mm-hmm. Did you acquire things? I did acquire things because I was hosting Kemper, and Kemper had some like stuff for me. Uh, but mm-hmm. the thing that I brought to show you was this thing, which they got at the fancy dollar store by their house. But it's a marker case. So oh. it's like a little book with multiple pages and there's a little like stretchy band with slots mm-hmm. in it so that you can put all of your markers in it, which is very useful because I currently fish around a, uh, can you hear the yelling that's happening? A teeny bit. Okay. It's just the maintenance people Uh, at the, or where my studio is that they are, uh, you know, shout instructions back and forth to each other. Uh, okay my maintenance
0: guy is underneath the house probably got to cut some pipes
1: <laughs> yes but yeah so this is my cool marker case by arteza which is you know an art mm-hmm. organization brand they, i think they make supplies mm-hmm. too and then in the same kind of vein we went to jerry's artorama which is an art supply store near kemper and got some things i got some of these little Different multimedia panels that were in the clearance section. So that pack was a pack of five for one fifty, and this is another pack of five for eighty nine cents. So those are just for doing little doodles. And then I didn't bring my art supplies to uh, work on art at Kemper's. I just borrowed Kemper's art supplies, and Kemper has the same brand of paint markers that I have, Posca, but they had different sizes than mine. Uh, I have mostly really small Posca tips because I, uh, we know that I like to draw very small things. But when I color in backgrounds, it can like take forever and be annoying and not super even. And I didn't think I would like the chonky tip, but I was using the chonky tip markers at Kempers and I really liked them. So I got a bunch of that size, which nice. is the uh, PC5M tip. Uh, it's the bullet tip on these but Mm -hmm. the the bigger one uh pretty much all of mine are the one i think Mm -hmm. so i got the kind of like basic rainbow bright pack
0: Mm -hmm. uh they also
1: had this cool tone pack that had Mm -hmm. a lot of different greens and blues um and i have found that in my existing colors i don't have a ton of different greens and blues so i thought that this would be Mm -hmm. a particularly good pack to get and then I just got, you know, a bunch of singles, of the like you do the bigger tips, like you do when you buy a bunch of markers. So I love it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I have objectively too many markers, and I'm going to arrange them with my existing too many markers into my lovely new marker case. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sweet. then the other thing that I got. Was a thing I ordered, which is kind of businessy related. Which is this Polly Pocket keepsake collection thing? Yes. Oh, nice. So this is the Starlight Dinner Party Polly Pocket keepsake collection, and it's it fell at, it's like sliding around and fell out of its box a little bit in transit. Um, but that's okay because I take them out of the box anyway. Uh, but I had this the set growing up so I was like I want that one it was on sale uh. so yeah it is it lights up just like it did like there's little stars in the background and it's really cute and it comes with the little little polys for attending their party so this will go up by my mermaid poly pocket set in the studio on display uh, yes and it has the little table that has mm-hmm. plates on it and you can flip it over so that the plates go away uh, just like the old ones, so yeah, these these are cool. I'm pretty sure they're using the same like molds that they mm-hmm. used to make the original mm-hmm. like 90s toys, but they're just redoing them for these little collectible ones.
0: That's so fun! Mm-hmm. I can't wait to poke at it when I visit you.
1: Yeah, you can poke at it. You can open the tiny little itty bitty refrigerator in there. It's so cute. So cute. Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. Are you ready to learn about my latest hyperfixation for? occult corner okay. i am I realize that that's our occult corner is whatever short-term hyperfixation we have that's spooky and i'm here for it it's good it's a good like pressure release valve for the things that are going on in our brains mm-hmm. so i heard about this a little bit when i was researching the phantasmagoria shows that we talked about in our last episode as well as in an episode of the lore podcast that was talking about music related stuff so we wanted to talk today about the glass harmonica or the glass harmonica is two different names for the same thing which is a musical instrument invented by benjamin franklin oh so, i don't this know is about invented- this thing
1: tell me things
0: yeah so the glass harmonica was invented in 1761 by benjamin franklin the wind instrument that we think we call the harmonica these days was invented later in 1821. So this was the first harmonica. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Benjamin Franklin invented this thing. It has 37 different size glass discs, but they're honestly like bowl shaped and you play them with friction on your fingers like you would when you rub your finger over a wine glass to make a sound. Mm -hmm. So people have been making wine glass sounds since we've had glasses made out of glass. It's been a thing that has been known. Mm -hmm. And if you put a bunch of those together, like out on a table, like different sized glasses with different amounts of water, you can make music, but you have, you could pretty much just uh, operate two at a time because you have two hands. So that's only two notes you can play with mm-hmm. me. I know music. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so that when you have the whole, the setup of wine glasses with uh, various amounts of water in it, that's called a glass harp. It's a very old concept. Benjamin Franklin's in 1761. So it's 37 different size bowls that are nested together and set on a, um, a shaft and the, um, there's a foot pedal that will turn the shaft. So all of the glass discs or bowls turn at the same time. With the foot pedal, you can make them turn faster or slower. And since it's horizontally oriented, you can play it similarly to a piano in that you can use all 10 fingers and play up to, you know, roughly 10 notes at a time. Mm -hmm. and i've seen i watched a couple videos of this thing being played and they, they are they often have a little bowl of water uh that the musician can dip their fingers in and you can adjust the sound by the speed of the treadle as well as the pressure and friction and amount of water on your fingers as you play wow which is fascinating and benjamin franklin thought it sounded really like delightful and heavenly and ethereal and it definitely does. Go, go watch some YouTube videos of that. Um, it was a very popular instrument in the 1700s. Marie Antoinette took the lessons. Mozart and Beethoven both wrote pieces for the glass harmonica. But the problem was that you couldn't really amplify the volume on it. So when larger concert halls came into fashion, like for full orchestras and such the glass harmonica fell out of style because you you couldn't amplify the sound and it was hard to ship these things around without the glass discs breaking in vienna this is where it gets spooky in vienna people thought that this instrument would cause you to go insane oh why right because it was a spooky sound and benjamin franklin was like no it's sweet and light and ethereal, but like it's kind of
1: Spooky I mean, if it sounds like sounding, the sound that wine glasses make, I could see where people would think it was spooky.
0: Mm-hmm, yes, it's very it's very much like a concert of, you know, the wine glass thing that we all do. Um, there were two players, both named Marianne, whose last names I didn't write down. So two musicians, both named Marianne. One of them died prematurely. Like of, I think pneumonia or something that was very common at the time.
1: Hmm. It was um, the
0: harmonica, right? And they were like, "Oh, it's because she played the glass harmonica. It messes like the vibrations cause madness and cramps and ghosts in the blood, or whatever oh, old timey people thought was wrong." With you. <laughs> I'm sure in the they blood. were like, <laughs> <laughs> "I'm sure they were like, oh, it vibrated her womb, unfortunately, and gave her the melancholy." That was the other Marianne who was a musician. She, she, she was like diagnosed with melancholy or something. they're like, Oh, it's too much glass harmonica. The resonance affected her brain. Mm -hmm. Um, There was one child in Germany somewhere that did happen to pass during a performance. And then people were like, ban it, ban it. But like, we don't know what caused this child's death. Unfortunately, it could just be a coincidence. So some of the reasons that people thought the glass harmonica was a spooky instrument that caused insanity is that um the vibrations and sound that it produced are at a very low frequency like very low kilohertz and when something is low enough it is hard for our human ears to triangulate where the sound is coming from mm. so that is one of the reasons people thought the music sounded unsettling or spooky because it's hard to locate the source of the sound. I imagine it's easy when you could see the person playing it, but if you couldn't, like in a phantasmagoria show, it must, it could be really spooky. Mm-hmm. And people also point to the lead in the glass and in the paint that they would paint on the rims so that you could differentiate the like quote like keys, if we're relating it to a piano. So you, there is often a strip of paint around the rims of each disc so you could. Um, more easily select which note you wanted to play but it the lead just from like touching the lead in the glass and on the paint was such a low risk of lead poisoning compared to like drinking out of a gl- glass with lead in it or lead other lead in cookware or serviceware, mm-hmm. and of course like all the other horrible things that people had in their in their homes <laughs> you know all the arsenic wallpaper and like <laughs> heroin and the cough syrup and everything so like mm-hmm. they point to the lead in this thing as a source of the madness but that is pretty statistically unlikely yeah compared to the hazards of everyday living and enlightenment and mm-hmm. like industrial you know industrial revolution times but some famous people that played the glass harmonica as well include franz mesmer whose name is the source of mesmerize a spooky person who's kind of up to no good and as well as it is an instrument that bjork plays and Uh, contributes to the ethereal nature of their music cool and that's a little bit on the glass harmonica i have to go look up some youtube videos of this i didn't know about this thing now it's your turn can you hear the pipes being sawed under my house mildly yeah are are we forging ahead yeah okay so i guess that makes sense we're just gonna do a little
1: promotion and be on our way did you have anything to promote this week uh just that i will be at the sacred sheep with the new cosmic sheep uh pin situation and the new ghosty pocket and all of the new magical merit badges are still up on my website if you would like to purchase them
0: fantastic i have set a date for my next shop update there will be some scrappy self-striping kits as well as various little odds and ends and that will be on remember remember the 5th of november Hmm. so that should be fun i'll have an odds and ends update then if you're looking to find us anywhere around the internet please just head to fibercoven.com it will have show notes for this episode, as well as links to our Patreon, where we have a whole nother podcast video versions of what you just listened to. Um, and we have a great Discord group full of spooky folks who are incredible. Vibercoven.com will have also links to Emily's merch and patterns, as well as my yarn. So until next week, you guys, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye. Bye.